and uh, Facebook. Okay, Hare Krishna, it says it's being live streamed, hopefully that's working. Okay, thank you for joining us. Um, okay, I'll just start with Mangalacharan. Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Miritam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Siddhantot Palasarenityarasikam Hansan Vilasatmakam Audaryakya Sutama Sevakatanam Tishramba Bhakti Pradam Yachya Yukti Vichakshanam Tvakavitu Vaishishta Shaktya Sada Vandeham Tripurari Namakaya Timstri Bhakti Vedantinam Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Putale Swami Shri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Yate Namaha Gurvagyam Shirasidritva Shaktya Vesha Swarupine Hare Krishna Timantrena Paschatya Prachetarine Vishvacharya Prabharyaya Divya Karunya Murtaye Shri Bhagavata Madhurya Gita Gyana Pradayine Gaura Shri Rupa Siddhanta Saraswati Nishevine Radha Krishna Padam Hoja Pringaya Gurave Namaha Devang Divyatanum Suchandavadanam Balarka Chelanchitam Sandrananda Purangsadeka Varanam Vairagya Vidam Budhim Shri Siddhantanidhim Subhaktila Sitam Sarasvatanam Varam Vande Tangshibadhamadeka Sharanam Yashishwaram Shri Dharam Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Ajanulambita Pujo Kanakavadato Sankirtanaika Pitaro Kamalaya Taksho Vishvambaro Dvijavaro Yugadharma Palo Vande Jagat Priyakaro Karunavataro Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityanando Sahodito Gododaye Pushpavanto Chitro Shando Tamunuto Vandeham Shri Ramakrishna Abhaya Charana Sukho Sukhado Paramanando Sundaro Subalapriyo He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gupesha Gopika Kanta Ratha Kanta Namostite Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Rathe Brindabaneshwari Brishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 
Rama Rama Hare Hare Jai Shri Gurudev Ki Jai Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai Hare Paul Hare Krishna Thank you everybody for joining today um, Pranam to you all Thank you and welcome um, We'd also just like to quickly express my um, thanks also to Srila Padmanabha Maharaj for kindly encouraging me to give these talks um, even though the first time he asked a few months ago I um, made lots of excuses and um, didn't really uh, want to do it but um, so when he asked me again I thought I can't really say no so I will try to um, try to step up and try to prepare something but I do really uh thank him because he's been very encouraging and I appreciate that a lot and um it's very nice uh for him to engage me in the savor of trying to serve the devotees and uh, trying to be more absorbed in the Lord so I do appreciate that so thank you Maharaj and yeah thank you to everybody for being here um I uh when Maharaj asked about giving uh, some talks in this series, uh, I, uh, I I thought long and hard, like what what can I what can I speak about? Um, I uh, I'll just give you a little bit of background uh, of my own uh, experience. Um, I uh, I've I've been reading um, books about Krishna consciousness for about well probably about well since about the year 2000 um, when I went to university and then in 2003 I started practicing um, and then 2004 I moved to Temple uh, Iskon Temple in Scotland and I lived there for five years um, and so over the years since since um, well, I guess since 2003, I have been I've been reading over the years, but I wouldn't say that I'm I'm not a very um, I'm not a very scholarly person in the sense that I'm not very well versed in lots of Shastra. Um, although I, I since I was young, I used to like to read a lot, but I, I found that when I um, discovered transcendental literature, I found that I've I've always read it much slower um and it's always taken me quite a long time to read it so just to give example um when i first read the bhagavad gita quite a number of years ago it, it the first time i read it it took me about two two years to read it so i read it quite slowly and again with Srimad bhagavatam i i started reading that um in about probably i don't know 2004 2005 and um and I'm a bit embarrassed to say that I'm still not finished. Um, I'm, on the, I'm on the tenth canto, chapter twenty-seven, but I still—it's because, like I say, when I when I read this, uh, the, these books, I I feel quite astounded by what I'm reading. So I don't, I, I can't read too much all at once. I just read like a bit, and I try to take it in and absorb it. But I don't know if that's the best way. Probably, I should try to, you know, be a bit more. Um, you know, faster at reading it. But um, yeah, I just wanted to just let you know that just so that nobody has any sort of kind of, um, I don't want to give any false impressions, you know, or give you some 
false high expectations of like what <laughs> what I will be able to say. Um, I, I haven't even I, I'm I'm reading Chitani Charitamrita since this year. I just started reading it properly, but again, it's something I'm I'm, I'm not um, you know these core shastras I've been reading throughout the years, but also in between other books, books of my Guru Maharaj. Uh, Srila Bhaktivedanta Tripurari Swami Maharaj and um, other books of our Acharyas um, and obviously I've heard classes over the years and I try to take as much in as I can but um, yeah I just wanted to just give you a bit of background really just um, so you know I'm sure there's many I know that there are many scholarly devotees in our Sangha and um, uh, th there may be um, I, I suppose my talk will be fairly um, uh, uh, maybe quite simple um, so hopefully um, yeah I just apologize if it's too simple for some people but we're just um, yeah we'll just we'll just try our best and it's always nice to share to share things about the Lord and hopefully even if it's things that you've heard already or things that you know still it can always be relishable um, so uh, yeah I was thinking how how did I decide to uh, speak on the topic that we came to I was thinking over my uh, time in Krishna consciousness and the things that had the biggest effect on me and the things that were most inspiring to me um, one of the things which um, as I mentioned I haven't um, read all of Chitani Charitamrita but when I was younger um, in my early years in the temple I used to listen to um, pastimes of Lord Chaitanya um, told by um, His Holiness Radhanath Maharaj and these these pastimes were based on the Chitani Charitamrita, the Chitanya Bhagavat and possibly Chaitanya Mangala as well I'm not sure but certainly the first two and um, so when I used to listen to those the, 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 um, it really uh, made Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really come alive uh, for me to understand something about uh, the mood and the feeling of what was going on at that time. Uh, so I found that very inspiring. Um, I was also thinking, uh, you know, what what does infuse me in Krishna consciousness? What one um, one point I thought I'd sh share with you is that in the, the, the temple where I lived, especially for the first few years, it was very strict. Um, there was one guru there who um, his, uh, he unfortunately lost his position due to improper behavior. But um, one of the one of the uh, sort of rules was that we were only allowed to listen to either Srila Prabhupada or that particular guru. But one day, um, I was uh, gifted a CD by a girl that I was friends with and she didn't live in the temple. She was a very nice devotee and she gave me a CD and it was a CD of bhajans uh, sung by Gorangi Devidasi, which I'm not sure, maybe some of you may have heard of her. She's a, a British devotee. She's uh, the daughter of a devotee called Jayadev Prabhu, who is, is very, he's a very um, kind hearted and compassionate devotee and uh, he's quite musically talented himself he, he was he was actually in a, a famous band in the 70s called the Rubettes but um so his daughter Gorangi she has a very nice voice and so I was gifted this CD of bhajans um and the title of it was called Nitai Pran and there were lots of lots of devotional songs on it um there were quite a, a few on there uh, specifically about Lord Nityananda but also um songs about Goranitai um, other songs, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's um, Gurudev, there was um, He Govinda, He Gopal, which was written by um, Guru Nanak, I believe. Um, 
So there there were lots of songs on there. And um, when I heard that CD, I didn't I didn't um, tell anybody in the temple that I had it because I thought I might get in trouble. So I used to listen to it secretly. Um, but when I uh, heard these songs, I, I was really inspired by them. Um, one, because many of these songs I'd never heard before. So it really made me want to learn the words and to understand what what she was singing. Um, Probably also it was quite inspiring because I'd also never really heard like <clears throat> a lady singing devotional songs because just because of the way that it was in the temple. It was um, as, as you know, probably some devotees have experienced that often, um, you know, the, the Prabhus are more at the kind of forefront and, um, you know, it wasn't really encouraged like ladies to sing or anything like that. So when I heard this this CD, I was very inspired by it um, and it made me want to want to learn what are these bhajans. Um, and that actually uh, that actually inspired me more. Like we were always encouraged to learn shlokas from from the shastra, but I felt more inspired to 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 learn the songs and to try to learn the verses. So when I would have some time, um, I would I would usually try to learn songs in more so than shlokas. I don't know very many shlokas. <laughs> don't know very many songs either. But still, um, I was uh, yeah. That was um, more you know exciting for me to learn those. Um, one of the one of the songs on the uh, on the CD was um, Gorangi singing the verses uh, from the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, in the fifth chapter of Adi Lila, um, where um, it's the description of Lord Nityananda um, as he appeared in the dream of uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, um, and uh, as we know from that from that dream in the dream he told Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami to go to Vrindavan. Uh, and and there, uh, Kaviraj Goswami met the the six Goswamis, and he wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita. And um, so, when I'd hear these songs, I found them very um, quite magical, actually. Um, and um, on the topic of of um, Lord Nityananda encouraging Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami to go to Vrindavan, and he said, "There, you know, you will attain all things." And um, there's something I read very nice recently in. Um, uh, there's a book called Sacred Preface, um, written by my Guru Maharaj, Srila Tripurari Swami. And there's a, a, a part where um, he, he refers to that dream. And he, he says that um, Lord Nityananda is, is arguably the, the final word in Chaitanya Vaishnavism. And uh, I thought I'll just briefly just read a short paragraph um, how he, how, where he explains how this is so. Um, so Nityananda Ram also plays a significant role in the final word of Chaitanya Vaishnavism in the form of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. As we shall see ahead, it was also Nityananda who inspired our venerable author Sri Krishnadas to leave home and take up residence in Vrindavan from where he would pen his masterpiece. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita is written mostly in Bengali. And as such, it gives the Vrindavan Goswami's realizations concerning Sri Chaitanya, which were written in Sanskrit, back to Bengal and from there to the rest of the world. Thus, Nityananda Ram, who is situated in Sakyaras, played a major role in circulating the news of Sri Krishna's descent in pursuit of Radha's love. So I thought that was very nice to um, just to take into consideration 
um, how much we owe to Lord Nityananda Prabhu. So in terms of the, the, the bhajans themselves, sometimes we hear, I remember hearing before, I think from Agni Dev Prabhu, um, and I think he said that Srila Prabhupada said the same thing, that the bhajans of our acharyas are as good as the Vedas. Um, and also these, these, the bhajans, they contain um, every point of Krishna consciousness. So what I love about them is that it, it, they do contain all the points of Krishna consciousness, but in a very simple way, and it's very accessible. Um, especially, um, I find personally, and maybe you do as well, that especially when you you uh, sing, it's uh, it's very easy to put your heart into that. So when you when you hear the the, the philosophy told in the simple way that it is in the songs, but um, through music, uh, it, for me, it has it has quite a strong effect. Um, so, um, bhajan, the word bhajan itself, um, like I say, forgive me if I'm saying things that are a bit too simple, because I'm sure many of you are probably aware of of these things already. But just because we have quite a mixed audience, and maybe um, not every, there may be some things that people don't know. So the, the word bhajan itself comes from the word bhaja. Uh, in, in English, there is not an exact translation for the word bhaj, um, but um, I looked up the etymology of the word. Um, <clears throat> so uh, in a simple way, you can say a bhajan is a, a devotional hymn or a devotional song. Um, but um, when, I, when I looked up the etymology on... Um, this, this is what Wikipedia says. I'll just read you what it says. So, budge means um, divide, share, partake, participate, to belong to, and it also connotes attachment, devotion to, fondness for, homage, faith or love, worship, piety to something as a spiritual religious principle, or means of salvation. So I thought particularly that last definition, means of salvation, uh, was um, particularly appropriate because I've, I've, I've noticed myself over the years that sometimes there may be times where the mind is particularly disturbed and maybe I don't really feel like sitting down and, and reading Shastra, but I noticed that if I just read... Um, a song, one or two songs of the Acharyas, then then it can have a, a, a powerful effect. Uh, and as it as it said there in that definition, like a means of salvation, very quickly it can change our consciousness, uh, thanks to the mercy of our teachers. So um, yeah, so that's a little bit of background and why why I was thinking something to to do with songs. Um, I, I don't really like giving class very much. Um, I generally try to avoid it. Uh, but um, over the years, if I do have to give class, one, 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 one thing that I like to do is, is I usually try to just sing uh, a song and then, and then talk about the meaning of it, because then I, that way I feel a little bit more <laughs> relaxed about it. But um, again, in the, in the interest of honesty, I'm not, uh, I don't have any musical training. I don't have like a very, um, you know, a very good voice, or I don't know all the tattva of all the ragas and all the, you know, important 
musical aspects. Uh, all I know is that I, ha you know, th this is what makes me feel enthusiastic. And um, uh, as I said, it's um, you know something I think that that we, you can put your heart into. Um, so there are many things that I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm always learning. And uh, one of the, the aims in, in speaking these talks that I, I wanted to um, express with you all and also to pray for your blessings is that because uh, I, I, there are many things that I don't know, I may, I may get things wrong and I would appreciate any corrections and I would appreciate any input from all of you. I'm sure that all of you have many realizations on the topics that we're gonna be speaking about. And um, if um, I, I feel that this experience hopefully will be something where we're all learning, um, you know, I don't I don't really feel um, qualified in the sense to feel like a, a teacher because I'm not. I'm just trying to share what our teachers have given us. But um, if we can all learn together, I would really appreciate that. So any any input, any realizations from from any of you, um, that that would be great. So. Um, yeah, and the other thing I was going to say, excuse me, sorry, my nose is running, um, is that, yeah, I'm saying all these things, you know, I like to sing, I'm not so well versed in Shastra, and I don't want to be sentimental about it. So also the purpose of these talks in, in exploring the, the topic through song and Shastra is that I, I hope to become a bit more fixed in the tattva and the, the reasons behind why, why do we love these songs so much, you know, rather than just it being something sentimental so yes I do need all of your blessings and please help <laughs> and um, that would be much appreciated so um, another thing I asked myself in trying to decide what to speak about is what do, what makes Krishna consciousness uh, more real for me what is what are the things about it that makes it the most real and uh, one of the things that uh, I find very interesting and that I've always found very interesting, is not just that um, in Bhakti, it's described that um, God is not only one, but there are many, many avatars uh, of the Lord. As um, the Srimad Bhagavatam says in the third chap chapter of the first canto, um, Avatara hya sankhyaya hare sattva nidher dvija yathavida sinakulya O Brahmanas, the incarnations of the Lord are innumerable, like rivulets flowing from inexhaustible sources of water. So that's one wonderful thing that I always thought how amazing it is that it's explained that the incarnations of the Lord are innumerable, like waves on the ocean. There are so many. But um, not just that in itself. What I find particularly um, it, uh, what I find particularly interesting is that when the Lord appears, he, do, he, ne he doesn't come alone. Um, he always comes with his eternal associates. So uh, again, Bhagavatam says about, you know, all these different incarnations, that out of all these, you know, the, all these incarnations, the portions or plenary portions, but uh, Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. And so Krishna is there in his Leela and he has his eternal associates. Um, and what I find wonderful is that when he appears in other forms, then those eternal associates come descend also in a, in a particular form suitable and appropriate 
for um, the, the particular incarnations of the Lord. So um, we, most of the, I'm sure all the devotees are familiar with Lord Balaram. It was his appearance day recently, his birthday a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he's very dear to all the devotees. Um, it's, it's explained that he's the, the first expansion of Krishna and he appears as his elder brother. Um, a couple of weeks ago, our Guru Maharaj gave a very nice um, class on the appearance day of Lord Balaram. So Narutam Das Thakur sings in his Ishtadeve Vigyapti, or the Hari Hari Bifale song, he sings, Brajendra Nandana ye, Sachi Suta Hoilo se, Balarama Hoilo Nitai. That he who is the son of the king of Braj, so the king of Braj being Nanda Maharaj, the son is Krishna. He who is the son of the king of Braj has now become Sachi Sutta, the son of Mother Sachi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Balaram, he has become Nitai. Um, and uh, there's a similar verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the beginning of the fifth, fifth chapter. The, that's the chapter titled The Glories of Nityananda Balaram. And uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami uh, sings um, Shri Krishna Navadvipe Shri Chaitanya Chandra Sei Balarama Sange Shri Nityananda That original Lord Krishna appeared in Navadvip as Lord Chaitanya and Balaram appeared with him as Lord Nityananda. So, um, yeah, I find this quite a, an exciting um, concept that the Lord never comes alone, but he brings his eternal associates with him. And Balaram is very dear to the Lord as his brother. So when he came as Lord Chaitanya, Nityananda Prabhu came as well as his brother. And there are so, there are so many songs written about Lord Nityananda. Um, I'll I've, I've can give a, a few examples. Um, we mentioned about Narutam Das Thakur. Um, there's, there's also a very nice verse in the... Um, Lala Samai Pradhana song about uh, when one gets the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And there's also the beautiful Nitai Pada Kamala about the importance of taking shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda. Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has written some wonderful songs glorifying Lord Nityananda. Nadia um, Nityananda Mahajan. The uh, glories of Lord Nityananda starting the marketplace of the holy name. Um, there's also a wonderful verse in Kabe Habe Bolo, Sedina Amar, um, praying again for the mercy of Lord Nityananda. Um, there's wonderful songs of Lochandas Thakur, uh, Nitai Gunamani, um, Akrodha Paramananda Nityananda Rai. Uh, Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur has written um, Jaya Jaya Nityananda Rohini Kumar. Um, and Srila Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj has also written the wonderful um, Sriman Nityananda Dwadashakam, the 12 verses glorifying Lord Nityananda. Um, so that's just a few to mention, but there are there are so many. Um, I would, yeah, I would like to uh, endeavor to learn learn more. But um, so we can understand through these songs and also through, I'm sure, through your own experience that Lord uh, Nityananda is very dear to all Gaudiya Vaishnav devotees. Most of you, I'm sure, have heard about him from the very beginning of your devotional lives. Um, and as I mentioned before, we, are, we owe so much to him in terms of um, 
spreading Gaudiya Vaishnavism in terms of how he instructed Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami. Um, and so many other things. My, my uh, Guru Maharaj, he says that we, we cannot neglect the importance of Lord Nityananda. Um, there's a there's a class um, that he, he gave in um, 1999 on Nityananda Triodasi. Um, and in that class, my Guru Maharaj says that the, the farthest reach of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is found in Nityananda Prabhu. And in the same class, he, he, he's explaining that Lord Nityananda is everything. And uh, he says that ev everything always comes back to Lord Nityananda. So again, I'm saying these things and it's, it sounds very nice, but I'm hoping that through the course of these talks that we're going to really understand like um, the tattva behind that, how that is so, because it's factually true that everything always comes back to Lord Nityananda. Um, although it also just sounds very nice, but... Um, so he, you know, there's so many wonderful things about him. He can give Krishna Prema. He can give Gaura Prema. Um, and uh, I remember when I, um, when I was a, a young devotee, when I first moved to the temple, I hadn't been there very long. Um, I lived in the temple in Scotland and the presiding deities there were called um, Sri Sri Kodani Thai and Mayapur Shashi. So they were beautiful deities of, of Shushi Gauranityananda, um, quite large. I don't know, I can't really show you on the screen, but quite large, beautiful deities. Uh, they, they came to Scotland in about, uh, I think in about 1996. And previous to that, they used to be in San Francisco. Um, so Lord Nityananda, he resided in the temple where I lived. And from the very beginning, uh, we were always encouraged. I remember actually one class hearing uh when when i was i had not been in the temple very long and uh it was being impressed upon us that um the devotee giving the class he was saying he said you must take lord nityananda as your own take him as yours and he was giving uh, the example of uh how lochandas takur sings um mora nitai he's my nitai so he he's my nitai and he's yours and this devotee was impressing that upon us and I suppose maybe yeah I was, as I say I was quite new then but I I um I took that to heart and um and so in all, in my service um when the years that I lived in the temple I used to do uh, book distribution full time and I through all my service all the time that I was um that I was out I would I would all, always try to think of Lord Nityananda and always try to pray to him and um and I felt, I always felt that he was helping. Um, I felt that everything was really being done by him anyway. But, um, and I, 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 often I would have some very nice, um, something very interesting that happened that I would think that that was like maybe some special kind of wink of Lord Nityananda that, you know, because we hear sometimes that he's, uh, I mean, he has so many wonderful qualities one of the things we we hear about him that we're going to speak a little bit more about in the future is um that he sometimes his behavior sometimes seems a little bit crazy and um so sometimes a few things happen to me that just seemed very uh unusual uh for that time i'll give you a couple of examples like i remember one time years ago 
just as I say, I used to distribute books every day in, in, in those days. And there was, I remember one time, this happened a few times, some things like this, but just to give one example, that I was having a really difficult day and everything was so hard and people were being horrible. And I was, I was really exasperated and I was, and I sat down and I was just, I was just about to burst into tears and uh, and just just when I was about to cry, then somebody came running up to me and they quickly dropped a, a box on my lap and they said, uh, this is for you. And then they ran off. And then I looked I looked at the box and it was it seemed like something very random. It was just like, um, I don't know, some like perfumes or some, you know, body lotion stuff so I wouldn't really use but I just I took it at that time that even though like everything was so difficult and I, I just you know I wasn't really getting anywhere but it was it was as if the, the Lord was still you know uh, making it known that he's there um, and uh, so I've always felt that whenever these kind of particularly um, whenever these things happen that seem like very like random that I've always taken that as the mercy of Lord Nityananda and uh some I have another little story that I'll just quickly share just because I I I really I really feel that the more that you think about him and the more that you meditate on him the more that you see his presence in your life and um a couple of weeks ago I had started preparing for these talks and um I was I'd 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 recently gotten hold of this this book this lovely book it's called The Nectarian Glories of Sri Nityananda Prabhu and um it's by Srila Bhakti Sundar Govindadev Goswami Maharaj but it also contains um Srila Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Maharaj's um Sriman Nityananda Dwadashakam so I was reading this so I'd been thinking a bit more about Lord Nityananda and then um I just I happened to see a, that one morning I saw a post on Facebook of um, uh, a friend of mine who I met many years ago, a devotee called Madhavananda Prabhu in India. Um, I'm, I'm quite good friends with his wife. She used to live in Scotland when I lived there. And um, I saw a post that Madhavananda Prabhu was with um, His Holiness Padmanabh Maharaj in Puri. And at that time, Padmanabh Maharaj, he'd, he'd just... Um, been, he'd just been staying with us some days before and then he left England and he went to India and so I saw this post in the morning that oh, Madhavananda Prabhu is there with um, Padmanabh Maharaj and the devotees and I was thinking oh I wish I was there I really oh I'd love to be there and then um, it was just funny because as I say I was reading about Lord Nityananda and I was thinking about these kind of funny things that he does and then the same day, later the day, on that day, uh, there was a the, uh, the doorbell, ding dong on the doorbell, and the postman was at the door. And the postman had a small parcel for me, and he says it's a special delivery. <laughs> and so I opened the box, and inside there was this strange kind of, it was like a 3D printed kind of tube, like this blue thing, one tube inside another, and it was like a maze. And I was like, testing it trying to open it and it took some time and I, I didn't know what it was but inside when I opened it um there was actually like quite a lot of um there was cash inside it money and when I counted it it was just about exactly the right amount for a ticket to India <laughs> so for me because because of reading about Lord Nityananda I thought I took it that that's as an example of this is like the kind of like uh very um 
sweet mercy that I feel like even when I, I forget that he's always there and that he's always noticing everything that actually he sends these little reminders that he is and actually I'm not going to be going to India anytime soon <laughs> but I will try to you know use that Lakshmi in some uh you know the best way for savor for the person who sent it but again it was very random because the person who sent it you know I hadn't seen this person since I was like about 16 years old so it was very it was very random but anyway it was just to to show the example that I um yeah I think Nityananda Prabhu uh shows his his mercy in our in our lives in these very sweet little ways um and uh one uh, one other thing I'll just share with you also about why I wanted it to particularly be on this topic is because I do feel that from the very start that it, it, he's always been very, very merciful to me. Um, when I uh, met my Guru Maharaj, I didn't meet my Guru Maharaj until um, t- uh, 2017, so only just over four years ago. And at that time, I'd been practicing Krishna consciousness for about 14 years Um there, I had sort of kind of aspired for various gurus over the years, but um, I'd never I'd never become formally initiated by anybody. And um, for various reasons, I won't go into the stories, but there was always lots of hurdles and, and until until I met my Guru Maharaj. Um, but the point is, is that I never made any vows in spiritual life. You know, I never made any promises or anything. The only vow that I ever made actually happened a few years after I lived in the temple when um, a, a friend of mine, she's, she was a pujari in the temple. Um, she had these, um, I knew that she had the slip, the deities, she, she called Anitai Mayapur Shashi. Um, they... Um, they got some new slippers. So at night when they would change them into their night suits, they would have slippers. And um, and one day they got some new ones. And my friend who was the Pajari, she got their old slippers. And she knew that I really wanted Lord Nityananda's shoes. And uh, I didn't know if I would ever get them. She said to me, oh, maybe, maybe I might get them. But uh, it, it just so happened at one year um, for weeks, my left eye was twitching, you know, when it's like trembling. And uh, and I didn't know why. And I was complaining to the devotees about it, saying, like, my eye keeps, like, doing this. And uh, and they were, like, smiling, saying, and one of my friends, Tungi, she said to me, oh, I know, I know why it's doing that. And I didn't really know, but actually maybe some of you know, if you've read in Krishna book, um, in the story where Krishna kidnaps Rukmini, uh, when Rukmini writes that letter to Krishna, asking him to come and kidnap her um, before she's ever met him. Um, she's She sends that letter with a Brahmana and then she's waiting and she doesn't know if Krishna's going to come or not, but she's, and she actually starts to worry that maybe he's not going to come. Um, but uh, then, um, but then it says in Krishna book that then uh, her, her left eyelid, her, her left arm and her left thigh all started trembling. And in the book Prabhupada, he says that this is a sign uh, that something lucrative can be expected. So something profitable means, you know, something very good is going to happen. So I didn't know. But the point is, so my eye had been twitching for some weeks. And then my friend Jagannath Priya Devi, she one day she presented me with these with these shoes of Lord Nityananda. But when she gave them to me, she made me uh, make a promise. 
And like I say, I'd, at that time, I never made any any vows in spiritual life. But she she told me I had to promise every day. I have to put these shoes on my head, and um, and I have to uh, pray. I have to recite a verse of uh, from Kabe Habe Bolo Sedina Amar, the verse about Lord Nityananda. It goes. Um, uh, it means, when will Lord Nityananda show mercy upon me? When will I reject the world of Maya? Bestow unto me the shade of your lotus feet. Let the right to preach the name be mine. When or oh when will that day be mine? When or oh when will that day be mine? And she told me, she said, you have to recite this every day. And then you must pray to Lord Nityananda. You must pray, please help me. So because I made that promise when I was, I was quite young, but but since I made it as a promise, I always kept it. So even after I left the temple and even when my life changed, um, I had my daughter 11 years ago. And even when I had a little tiny baby and I, I, could, I wasn't really chanting very much, I, there were many things I wasn't really doing. But I, 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 never, I never forgot to do that. I never forgot to pray to Lord Nityananda. And I feel that even through, the, you know, all through the time he was he was always helping me. He always let me stay in the association of devotees. and. Um, I feel that he always um, he always really helped. So um, Chaitanya Charitamrita describes Lord Nityananda as the foremost of all the associates of Lord Chaitanya. Um, there's a verse. I wrote it down. What is it? Um, Nityananda avaduta sabate agala Chaitanya radasya preme haila pagala. Sri Nityananda, the wandering mendicant is the foremost of all the associates of Lord Chaitanya. He became mad in the ecstasy of service to Lord Chaitanya. So this, this verse is included in the section in the Chaitanya Charitamrita where um, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is describing different associates of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he's saying that the, that love of Krishna imbues them all with a spirit of service. So... Um, and it's saying there that Nityananda Prabhu, he, he became mad in that ecstasy of service. But I really like how it describes him as the foremost of all the associates of Lord Chaitanya. Um, so he's very important to us. Um, just as a, I will just very briefly give a little bit of basic information on Panchatattva, just um, in case anyone's not, not aware of them, because Lord Nityananda Prabhu obviously appears in the Panchatattva, the, uh, five, uh, the five truths of God, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared with these associates. So um, there's that nice verse um, in the beginning of the seventh chapter of Adi Leela that um, Panchatattvatmakam Krishnam Bhakta Rupa Swarupakam Bhakta Avataram Bhakta Kyam Namami Bhakta Shaktikam which means let me offer my obeisances unto Sri Krishna who has manifested himself in five as a devotee Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a, an expansion of a devotee Nityananda Prabhu um, as an incarnation of a devotee Advaita Acharya as a pure devotee Srivast Thakur, and as devotional energy, Sri Gadadhar Pandit. Um, 
so there's a few verses that I'm just going to read from Chaitanya Charitamrita in the seventh chapter, verses um, 11 to 16, just um, just giving a little bit more information on the on the, the different tattvas of, of the Panchatattva. Um, hmm. So we'll just read those. Um, the transcendental mellow of conjugal love of Krishna is so wonderful that Krishna himself accepts the form of a devotee to relish and taste it fully. For this reason, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the supreme teacher, accepts the form of a devotee and accepts Lord Nityananda as his elder brother. Sri Advaita Acharya is Lord Chaitanya's incarnation as a devotee. Therefore, these three tattvas, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu and Advaita Gosani, excuse me, are the predominators or masters. One of them is Mahaprabhu and the other two are Prabhus. These two Prabhus serve the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu. The three predominators, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu and Advaita Prabhu, are worshipable by all living entities. And the fourth principle, Sri Gadadhar Prabhu, is to be understood as their worshipper. There are innumerable pure devotees of the Lord, headed by Srivas Thakur, who are known as unalloyed devotees. So I just read those just to sort of clarify that in the Panchatattva, the th three energies of God are, are present there. We have uh, Vishnu Tattva, Shakti Tattva, and Jiva Tattva. So in the Panchatattva, three of the members are Vishnu Tattva, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu and Advaita Acharya. And the Shakti Tattva is Gadadhar Prabhu and uh, Jiva Tattva Srivas Thakur. So from that we can understand that Lord Nityananda Prabhu is, um, is Vishnu Tattva, meaning that he's God, just like we know that Balaram, like, you know, there's no difference between Krishna and Balaram um, in terms of the Tattva. Um, but I wanted to look into, so what, what is the difference? Um, on uh, a couple of weeks ago on Balaram Purnima, I mentioned that my, my Guru Maharaj, Shri Swami Maharaj, he, um, he gave a very nice talk on Sri Balaram. And one of the things that he said about Balaram is that he, he said that he is more of a reliable friend. Um, that's how the residents of Braj see him. Um, and maybe it's because, you know, sometimes we hear Krishna is often up to his tricks and maybe he's maybe he doesn't always keep his word. But Balaram, he's very reliable. Um, and I feel that in the same way, um, we can see Lord Nityananda Prabhu as more reliable um, in that way. Like sometimes I've heard from my Guru Maharaj that um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he has sometimes we see him depicted with one one arm up extended to the highest tattva he's wanting to experience rata bhav and the other hand is stretched out to us um but with lord nityananda prabhu both both his hands are us stretched out to us because he just he just wants to give um to everyone and he doesn't um he doesn't discriminate Nityananda Prabhu. There are examples uh, of sometimes where 
Lord Chaitanya would get angry sometimes, but Lord Nityananda Prabhu, he would never get angry. Um, we, we all know the, the famous story of Jagai and Madhai, um, but uh, th- there's also the example of um, uh, Kaliya Krishnadas that um, Mahaprabhu was traveling and took Kaliya Krishnadas with him, this boy. But um, Kaliya Krishnadas, um, I think he ended up causing a bit of trouble because he got a bit m- mixed up with some women or uh, something. But so when Mahaprabhu returned, he said, "Like I don't want to, I don't want to keep this boy with me anymore." This Kaliya Krishnadas, he was not very happy. But Nityananda Prabhu, he said, no problem, I'll take him. And Nityananda Prabhu took in Kaliya Krishnadas, and I think he took him to, um, to, to Bengal. I think he, he engaged him in the service of Mother Sachi somehow, like speaking to her about the devotees. Um, and, and I actually read that. So, and then Kaliya Krishnadas, he spent his whole life with Nityananda Prabhu. So it's just an example of um, that Lord Nityananda Prabhu. He's even if even if someone angers Lord Chaitanya, it doesn't it doesn't anger Lord Nityananda. And there's a very nice uh, there's a very nice verse again from Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, the fifth chapter in the glories of Nityananda Balaram, because he is intoxicated by ecstatic love and is an incarnation of mercy, he does not distinguish between the good and the bad. So I think this is also why I always felt that he was the best person to pray to because he doesn't make any discrimination. Um, he, uh, and you know, we hear that he is the most merciful. Uh, there are so, so many, when, so many endearing qualities of Lord Nityananda that we hear about. Um, one that I mentioned earlier about this, um, you know, this pargal, this kind of craziness, which is, uh, you know, it can, it can be quite endearing. Um, because actually what I meant to say earlier, when that happened with the surprise gift at the door with the postman, when I continued reading the book that I was reading, just the bit that I read was explaining how when Haridas Thakur came back um, with Lord Nityananda after they'd been chased away by Jagah and Madhai, that um, Haridas Thakur said to um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he said, I will not go out anymore with this pargal Nityananda. <laughs> so... Uh, I just, yeah, it, it just at the time, like I say, it felt very significant that he will just do these crazy things. But, um, you know, and he's described that he's overflowing with prema. Um, he's often, we often read that he was very childlike, Nityananda Prabhu. We, we hear that, um, that how he was with Malini, the wife of Srivast Thakur. He, he would treat her like a mother and, and Sachima as well. And... Um, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was always quite careful to not let anybody um, misunderstand Lord Nityananda Prabhu, because even though he may act in these ways, Mahaprabhu didn't want anyone to to um, get an, uh, the wrong impression that that, that Lord, Lord Nityananda was was not such an exalted person as he is. Um, 
so uh, we hope to explore more about about these things in, in these talks. I hope we can speak more about it. But one thing I also found interesting is in terms of the childlike quality of Lord Nityananda, that it's quite a contrast to um, Lord Balaram, because we always think of Lord Balaram as being the elder brother. Um, and although Nityananda also is is the elder elder brother of Lord Chaitanya, but still he, he displays these, these this childlike mood in his um, in his ecstasy. Um, so Nityananda Prabhu, he is wholly dedicated to Mahaprabhu. Um, the very first day that I that I met my Guru Maharaj was in Prague and he was giving a talk and one of the things I remember him speaking about was he was speaking about how Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda are like the macrocosmic gurus and the, all the, the gurus that we have as individuals are like the microcosmic gurus and uh, how from Lord Nityananda this uh, lineage of Sakiras is coming and from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lineage of Madhurya Ras. Um, so um, it's it's also quite significant for all of us, especially when we think in terms of um, how this Krishna consciousness movement spread. And many of us may have been uh, influenced by the books of Srila Prabhupada. And it's said by Srila Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Maharaj that, that Prabhupada was, an, uh, was empowered specifically by Lord Nityananda. So all of these little things, um, uh, just contribute to why I thought it's important to, to speak more about him and to learn more about him. Um, and also, I hope that we'll also learn more about uh, the, the aspects of Lord Nityananda as, as the guru, as the um, as Balaram, he's Adi Guru, he's the original guru, and as Lord Nityananda also. So these are some of the things that we want to speak a bit more about. Um, but anyway, getting to the actual title of the talk, Exploring the Mercy of Lord Nityananda through Song and Shastra. Uh, I was thinking like, what, what songs shall we sing? How shall we do it? And what I've decided to do is um, mainly for, for these series of talks, just mainly use one song. And um, today we'll introduce that and we'll just speak a little bit about the first verse. And then next week, speak more about a couple more verses. And then um, on Saturday the 18th, um, I won't be giving a talk on that day because that day will be the um, Avirbhav Mahotsava of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So um, His Grace Prabhupada Prabhu will be um, giving a talk on that day. So I'll actually just be giving three talks in this series. So then the third one will be on the 25th of September where we'll, um, we'll finish talking about the song and maybe maybe we can sing it together or something. I'm not quite sure yet how it will work but um um yeah as, as well as using one main song I thought then we can interweave um you know um different songs into that and some information from other songs information from the shastras and hopefully all as I mentioned all learn together that's the plan so um so the song that I thought that we would talk a little bit about is a song that I first heard um i only i first heard it about four years ago um visited a temple in london um that's run by uh, uh, it's called the ganga matas temple it's run by a group of girls very wonderful devotees who do a lot of wonderful seva and um and in this temple i heard this song and it's called akrodha paramananda nityananda rai 
and it is written by Srila Lochandas Thakur. Um, Lochandas Thakur was a disciple of um, Narahari Saraka Thakur, who was an associate of Lord Chaitanya. Lochandas Thakur was born in, I'm not sure if he was born in 1520 or 1523. I read some different information one source said 1520 but either way he was born at the time when Mahaprabhu was here and from his very early childhood he met devotees of Lord Chaitanya and he always had a, a lot of love for him um, and he actually learned the verses from the diary of Murari Gupta um, and it's it's said that Lochandas Thakur learnt these verses in Sanskrit from Damodar Pandit, and then Lochandas Thakur then wrote the Chaitanya Mangala in Bengali. But the, so the Chaitanya Mangala was composed from the diary of Murari Gupta in Bengali. And then I also I read that after composing the Chaitanya Mangala, um, sometime after. Um, said that, bec that because uh, Lochandas Thakur felt that he may not have glorified Nityananda Prabhu extensively, then he specifically wrote songs dedicated to Lord Nityananda, of which this is one of them. Um, so um, I'm not sure, maybe, uh, hopefully some of you may already be familiar with it. Um, there's a, a couple of different meters that I've heard it sung in, um, but um, we'll sing. I'm sorry, what I should have done is put it, I should put it in the chat, but I haven't, um, I haven't, um, I haven't copied it from anywhere. So anyway, I'll make, for next time, I'll make sure I put it in the chat, but it's just quite a short verse. So I'll just, um, we'll just discuss it and we'll just discuss a little bit about what the meanings of the words. And um, yeah, we do like that. So um so the song the song starts um akrotha paramananda nityananda rai abhimana shunya nitai nagare bedaya so it's very simple the first verse um but i find i find it quite stunning even from the first word of it i just it I felt it captured my heart. Akrodha Paramananda Nityananda Rai. Um, Akrodha, probably some of you know already, often in uh, like Sanskrit and Bengali and Hindi, often a word if it has a in the beginning, like an a, uh, often means like the opposite or like without. So for example, like agyan, as opposed to gyan, knowledge, and agyan, ignorance, or um, mal, like some dirtiness, or amal, meaning pure. So krodha, which we've, many of you might be familiar with that word, anger, um, comes up a few times in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, akrodha, so he is never, never angry. Akrodha. So um, just this very first word of the song, I feel just illustrates the the divinity of Nityananda Prabhu that he is Akrodha. Um, Krishna mentions in the Bhagavad Gita in the 16th chapter that um, anger or Krodha is one of the qualities uh, belonging to those of demoniac nature and he also says in the in the second chapter that um, from anger comes delusion. 
So the fact that Nityananda Prabhu is Akrodha, he's not touched by any of that. So I think it, yeah, as I said, it shows his divinity as that he is not an ordinary person. He is not an ordinary person of this world. Um, Akrodha Paramananda. So everybody knows Ananda, bliss, and Param, the supreme, Paramananda. Um, again, I think it's showing his, his divinity, um, that he is, he, he is uh, absorbed in, the, in, he's supremely blissful. Um, this verse that I mentioned earlier uh, from the Chitan Charitamrita that, that Nityananda Prabhu became mad in the ecstasy of service to Lord Chaitanya. Um, so he's, he was always, always absorbed in that supreme bliss, um, not just emitting it, but also the personification of it. Um, there's a, there was a nice description. I mentioned this verse. So he became mad in the ecstasy of service to Lord Chaitanya. And in that, um, that madness, sometimes one of the names of Lord Nityananda is Avadhut. And Avadhut, um, I read a nice description actually in this book that I mentioned before, Bhaktisindar Govindam Dev Goswami Maharaj. And um, he, give, he, he gives a verse from the Vaishnav Tantra. Anta Shakta Bahi Shaiva Sab Sabhayam Vaishnavomata Nanavesha Dharakola Vicharanti Mahitale. So this is the, uh, the idea of an Avadhut given in the Vaishnav Tantra. But he explains that there's, there's, two, there's two explanations. You, there's an ordinary idea of an Avadhut, and then there's a transcendental idea of an Avadhut. And he says that Nityananda Prabhu was fully transcendental and should never be confused with anyone mundane. His nature as an Avatut can be understood in this way. In his heart, Anta, is playing Radha Krishna, Shuddha Shakta. And his form externally, Bahi, is like Lord Shiva, Shaiva. When he joins an assembly, his mentality is fully that of a Vaishnava. When he's traveling, sometimes he wears cloth, sometimes he wears no cloth, sometimes he wears many gold ornaments, jewels, and rich garments, and sometimes he wears sannyasi dress. Really, avadhut means one who is self-controlled, who is not controlled by scriptural rules or regulations. Whatever he does, that is always right and perfect. He will do anything and everything and is never to be considered wrong. If he is to be seen wrong externally in the eyes of others, then that is also right. Nityananda Prabhu became known by everyone as Avadut. Everyone called him Avadut. The people even forgot that his name was Nityananda. They would say, oh, Avadut is coming. So I just thought I'd share that because uh, just to... Um, elaborate a bit more on him being um you know uh, uh, seeming mad in the ecstasy of seva um so akrota paramananda nityananda rai nityananda we all know the meaning of his name he's always eternally blissful nityananda rai um the meaning of the word rai um it has a few different meanings generally 
it's it's a word usually given to somebody quite revered um i looked it up and there are different meanings generally it's it's um it's primarily associated with the kshatriya class um it's usually royalty that ha that has this uh, name rai in part of their name um which I found quite interesting just because of the connection with Lord Balaram. Uh, but generally, it's a, it's a very respectful term, and it can be a, 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 a royal title given by royalty um, to somebody because of their excellent deeds. Um, so I thought that was very nice, a royal title given because of excellent deeds. So... Um, yeah, it can, uh, it, but the, the general meaning, somebody very revered, Nityananda Rai, it connotes a very great person. Um, but interestingly, one, one other definition that I found when I was looking it up on the internet is that it said in Bengali that Rai can also mean a beloved friend, which is also quite appropriate for Nityananda Prabhu. Um, being the best friend of all as, as i say we'll, we'll delve further into this as we go along but um he's uh you know he is said to be the uh, antarya antaryami there's the paramatma within within everybody's heart is lord nityananda so he is our beloved friend nityananda rai akrodha paramananda nityananda rai abhiman shunya nitai nagare bedai abhiman um Again, probably most of you know, but I'll just explain. So Abhiman generally as a simple, uh, it's often translated as a false ego, Abhiman. Um, Abhi means like um, kind of great or superior or like fearless. And man means like to think. So uh, Abhiman, like to, to think of oneself as like very great. Um, so hence it's often translated Abhiman as, as the false ego or sometimes as pride. Um, but Nityananda Prabhu, Abhiman uh, Shunya. So Shunya means uh, uh, devoid or without. Um, it comes from uh, the root Svi, which means hollow. So completely empty of, completely devoid. Sometimes we've heard, um, most of you are familiar, there's this part of... Um, a prayer said, Prabhupada Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatideshatarine, that he's um he's preaching against this um West this pre prevalent mentality in the West of um uh Nirvishesh, like impersonalism, there's no differences, just all is one, and and shunyavadi, shunyavadi, this voidism, just this emptiness. So uh, Abhimana Shunya, that he is completely devoid of, of pride, of false ego. Again, emphasizing his divinity, that he's, uh, he, he is not like us in this world. So Abhimana Shunya Nitai, Nitai is the shortened ver version of Nityananda Ram. Abhimana Shunya Nitai Nagare Bedai. Nagare in the villages and Bedai, he's wandering. So he's wandering around the villages. Um, the supreme, the supremely blissful Nityananda Rai, who is never angry. Uh, he's, he's completely devoid of false ego and he is wandering around the villages. So this is the first verse of Lochandas Thakur's song. I'm sorry I didn't post it in the chat so that you could all um, read. Oh, thank you. So, oh, I've just 
brilliant. I've just seen in the chat that Sakiratin sounded. So um, I'll try to be a bit more prepared in that sense next time. But so I just thought that's just like my introduction, really, that I'd explain to you all how, how I got to this conclusion of what to talk about. And um, and just mention what song we'll be singing and also that I would really encourage you all to please, if you've got anything to share from your own realizations or your own, um, uh, I'll just uh, change this box here, allow. To, yeah, if you would like to share any anything at all or please correct anything or add anything, um, please feel free to. And But thank you very much for your attention. And I'm sorry if I've like, waffled a bit or if it's been like I say it's quite basic um basic level class but you know I can't pretend to be somebody that I'm not so but yeah please does anyone would anyone like to say anything there is a message from Sarada on the chat in the chat oh thanks uh, uh comment and part question thank you for mentioning the word bhaja I would like to mention the well-known song, Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam, Govindam, Abhaja Muramate, which has been said to mean, seek Govinda, seek Govinda, seek Govinda, or be a fool or deluded. So maybe Bhaja means seek out as well. Pranams and Dandavats for the class. Like, uh, Oh, and she's saying she, she would like to know more about the significance of Lord Nityananda's shoes at some point. Yeah, we had a conversation about this a few weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, we'll look more into that. Um, so, yeah, what did, because I did mention, what did I... Um, um, she's saying it could mean to seek, divide, share, partake, participate, to belong to. Yeah, maybe like, because one of the definitions of bhaja um, th that I read was like to, to belong to. So maybe like, maybe it could, could tie in with that. Bhaja Govinda, like seek him out, but like be with him kind of thing. Yeah, thanks for letting me know that's Akirati. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, so, oh, Anupar, Paranamoni, beautiful that you share your experience with Nityananda and the form that you read, Bhagavad Gita. Um, I'm not too good on Spanish. I can only understand very basic Spanish. Um, thank you. And after that, I see that Omkar, he's raising his hand. Oh, okay. Thank you.
No, Amkar, if you want to Haribo, talk. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, you can hear me now? Oh, no. Yes. Yes, okay, Hari Hari. Thank you, class. Nectar class. Very nice. Um, I wanted to ask the Avadhut description of Nitnanda Prabhu. Uh, the description of Avadhut kind of confused me. If, uh, what does it mean? Nobody can know Nityananda's um, place, even if it, even if he's seemingly doing things is right. You know what that means? Is it so transcendental that you just have to like do two sadhus are talking to each other and arguing and have to think that they're higher platform, like or how to understand. Does that make sense, that question? I think so. I, I couldn't hear you very well at the end, but I think you were saying about when I read this description that even if uh, he's seen to be wrong externally in the eyes of others, that that is also right. Is is that what you were saying? That's what I, I thought that, that I got the description to read but I just wanted to see if that understanding of it is right because it's so overdue term is like almost like some like some it's almost a little derogatory when everybody's oh saying oh I'm doing it almost sounds like a little bit like they're making fun like it's crazy or something I'm totally misunderstanding that's probably not almost offensive way to understand it I didn't hear very well. I, I don't know if I'm sorry, my yeah, we're term but I guess how do I understand it and not seeming wrongdoings which are right. <laughs> Basically my question. Did anybody did anybody else manage to understand that? I'm so sorry, Prabhu. I couldn't I, I couldn't hear very clearly. So I, I guess um, I couldn't quite understand what uh, Omkar Prabhu's understanding of that bit was. Um, but when, when I read it, when I read that, that, that um, if he seemed to be wrong externally in the eyes of others, then that is also right. Um, that I, I just took it that he's always... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain really that um he'll do. Oh.
Um, well, I'm not really sure how to answer, but um, I suppose, um, I mean, for me, like I explained in the in the beginning, because like I I, I was um, found it quite a, a, something very enthusiastic for me just to sing. So I found that you know you can really just put your whole heart into it and just not care about anything else. So in that sense, I think I always really appreciated to learn about Lord Nityananda Prabhu in the sense that he was. You know, I, I I pray very much that I can always remember him and that hopefully his mercy will affect me and that maybe one day, one day I will be able to actually be so absorbed in that bliss of savor. But I always really like to hear that how, you know, because he was so absorbed that he didn't, he didn't like, he wasn't like conscious of like the external world of, of, of what's going on. So, um yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say like specifically how I felt his mercy during Kirtan or Bhajan, but certainly, um, I guess, in that that mood of just being able to really, you know, as much as possible, just try to put your whole heart into it with without any, uh, without thinking of any of anything else, you know, for, somehow singing seems uh, an easier way to do that. I, I think probably m most devotees have this experience as well that in Kirtan, it's of it's usually easier to uh, focus your mind than in Japa. I don't know. <laughs> I find maybe not everybody. Maybe maybe sometimes people find easier in Japa, but maybe I just I like I I was I like that attitude of just being able to really just really really put your heart into something and just not. Um, not care about anything else <laughs> but I don't know if that's a very good way to answer it but that's just my feeling on it maybe maybe this uh probably Rajahari Prabhu is his name or maybe maybe he has some some experience that he'd like to share Oh, sorry. I don't know. I didn't know if you. Anyway, so the, there's. Uh, I think Sharada is asking at the end. There is. Um, is the concept uh, regarding to this avadut query? Is the co concept of when wrong is thought to be right causing offence? Is that part of the question? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I can um, maybe I can post the quote on the um, on the on the Facebook video or something as a comment, and then maybe we maybe we can discuss it more there. If if um, it, Umkar Prabhu is on Facebook, isn't he? So yeah, maybe maybe it can be further discussed there if that's okay. No. He's not on Facebook no, anymore. He closed his um, oh. account, but uh, we can do it on YouTube because it will be uploaded on YouTube. Also. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And maybe I can, uh, yeah, look into it a bit 
a bit more as well. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, okay, so YouTube, I'll, um, okay, thank you. Okay, so I don't know, oh, it says one new message. Uh, oh, not on Facebook. <laughs> okay, somehow we'll try to um, clarify clarify the, the point. Because it's it's a good it's a good point, and I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, whatever he does, that is always right and perfect. He will do anything and everything, and is never to be considered wrong. If he is seen to be wrong externally in the eyes of others, then that is also right. I guess I my interpretation. I guess I consider it that like oh, if he's seen to be wrong in the eyes of others then it's right because it's exposing their own consciousness. But I'm not sure. But, yeah, perhaps it, maybe we can, um, yeah, we can discuss it more and maybe some more uh, knowledgeable devotees can uh, uh, give their input as well. So I don't know if there's anything else, but, um, yeah, if not, thank you so much all for being here thank you and um i hope i haven't uh said anything wrong or caused any offenses and um please forgive me and my dandavat pranams to you all and um yeah i hope that we can all yeah learn a bit more together thank you so much Mohini Hare krishna everybody thank you jai shri nityananda ram prabhu ki jai Shri Sadhu Sangha ki jai, Shri Gurudev ki jai, Hari Hari Bo.